1: Accelerating your, your fandom, fandom. This, this is
0: Flash TV Talk. Flash TV Talk. Three, two, Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Belle. Belle, man, how are you doing tonight? You know what? I'm doing great. It's, it's uh, you know, the hiatus is over. We back, baby!
1: Yeah, it's it's time to brush off cobwebs and, and and get the show on the road, you know.
0: Yeah, and I got to tell you, man, uh, as seems to be the case throughout this season, my voice has been kind of going in, going out, and uh, you know, with my voice not being uh, what it used to. I want you. I know that you still have podcasting needs, so I found someone else that I know that you have a kind of connection with that I uh, I want them to podcast with you on my behalf. Oh yeah, who's that? I I don't know. I was just trying to be creepy, like mechanic from this episode tonight that we're going to be talking about all right <laughs> it's going to be a fun one man we we got a lot of we got a great episode to talk about we got a lot to catch up on as it's been the holidays uh i think we're all sobered up from grandma Esther's, but big shout out by the way to those of you who were able to tune in for our live holiday show uh that we did right before the hiatus and uh and a shout out to all of you who've stuck with us throughout Now, I want to make mention of something that's coming down the pipeline here at Flash TV Talk, and that is in the next couple of episodes, we're going to start going through the process of shifting our uh, podcast services, hosting services, onto a new uh, back-end client. So all that technical stuff to say uh, in the coming weeks if you if, if something happens and like you know a week goes by and you're like hey where's flash TV talk we're still here it just may have switched hosting so anyway I'm gonna try to keep everybody informed on on uh, Facebook on Twitter uh, I'll even put up a, a message on the actual podcast feed when the transition goes down but I want to go ahead and give you guys a heads up here at the top of the show as we return back the second half of the flash and thus the second half of flash TV talk this season uh, to let you know what is coming down the pipeline now, Uh, all that to say, Belle, are you ready to do this? I'm ready to run down. The The Rundown. rundown. Episode 10 of Season 4, directed by Philip Chapara, and story by... Lauren Certo and Kristen Kim. Belle, what happened this
1: episode? Well, Barry stands trial for the murder of Clifford DeVoe, with Cecile representing him. Sisko and Joe have to leave during the trial for a meta investigation in which a meta caused people to collapse. Singh reveals to Joe that he is appearing as a witness for the prosecution against Barry. The meta is eventually discovered as Neil Borman, a meta who produces radiation causing the illnesses and the collapses around town. Barry takes him on but is ill-equipped to deal with the situation. Cisco and Killer Frost travel to the scene where Caitlin tries to freeze Borman, who quickly defrosts and incapacitates Caitlin barry then creates a vacuum seal around borman to contain the radiation with cisco transporting the radiation to the dead earth 15 draining the meta and defeating him barry is eventually found guilty by the jury and is sentenced to
0: life in prison dun 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 all right man the trial of the flash of course named for the iconic story of the comics uh bell Yo, it's it's an easy solution, right? Like, Barry can get out of this very quickly, no pun intended, uh, just by telling the world that he is Iron Man.
1: Or he could just, I don't know, like, you know, kill everyone in the room instantaneously and be like, I
0: don't know what happened. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'm just saying there's a lot of outs.
1: There's a lot of outs for Barry in this
0: situation. Yeah, no, but he, of course, he would not do that. No, no, man. Uh, Barry um, uh, walking very much the path of his father. Uh, You know, this is, Ah, uh, but something something that we have thought might be coming, something that has been speculated by the fan community for quite some time, uh, all the way back to I want to say the season one finale, when Bar- uh, Barry runs through time and space, sees images from other worlds, sees images from uh, the the past, from the future, and of course we get that flash of him in the in, in prison, sitting in the same spot as his father, and so in in some respects. Uh this episode really does begin that journey for him that he is kind of following in his father's footsteps. Uh now Bell, he is wrongly accused for a murder he did not do and that is the murder of uh of DeVoe. Uh now now catch us up here Bell. Um DeVoe, he 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 ain't dead. No, he's not technically dead. Uh, the body that he
1: lived in previously is dead.
0: Okay, so uh, that that's what I wanted to ask you though. So is that the case like Because he was talking about how he gained, like, like there was a piece of, uh, I forget the the original guy's name that he that he, uh, you know, hijacked, body jacked, essentially. But but he mentioned that it was kind of like a blending of the two, right?
1: So that's what it seemed like to me. He said, "I, I, it it happened better than he could have expected. Not only uh, did I transfer my consciousness, but I also retained. I think it was less of pieces were left behind and merged into a different person. It's that Clifford." came over and then pieces of that guy remained, which was his telekinetic power.
0: Okay, okay, all right. Now that that we you know, that's something that we we saw, right? And and something that we kind of speculated near the end of the season is that perhaps to some extent DeVoe's plan all along has been, you know, maybe he's trying to get into the Flash's body. Uh now, with this new body, he does gain this this telekinetic ability, but why? We never really see him use it in this episode, right?
1: Well, I mean, like, so, so again, the, my theory previously was that he needs new bodies because the ALS is accelerated because of his mind, and uh, it, it's going to keep deteriorating bodies. And so, what what I'll need to see in the future is whether or not this body continues to progressively get worse with ALS, uh, even though he, you know, he has the the telekinetic powers and whatnot. You know, it, it's it's like a thing where he's going to have to jump from body to body to body, which is why he ultimately wants to flash his body because. The Flash has this speed force energy reserve, which will keep, you know, the ALS from eventually, you know, consuming his body. Right.
0: Right. right. Well, in, in many respects, this really was less about uh, Clifford himself and more about his wife, uh, a.k.a. the mechanic uh, who was, you know, sitting uh, sitting on trial for the defense. I, I don't know how the legal works the, the, for the attack for the accused. Ah, uh, the prosecution. Yes, for the prosecution, of course. Um, we we get a chance to actually, you know, see her. She confronts Barry throughout through that process, at least indirectly. Uh, she gets a great one-on-one scene uh, with Iris, uh, and and them just kind of really kind of in this this standoff of information. You know what I mean? Like they're both putting on this facade. Uh, you know, the the mechanic, of course, is putting on this facade of being the the widow. Uh, and, and, you know, just emotionally distraught the world's tiniest little violin is playing for her and everything. And of course, Iris, even when she has uh, her pull down, you know, essentially her quote unquote mask, it's a moment for Iris to pull down hers because they're all operating under the understanding that the fastest man alive, you know, <laughs> a, a, uh, a, a man with the powers of, of the God of speed is sitting there in trial for no other reason than he's allowing it to happen. So there's a whole nother game that's going on beyond just this trial, uh, in the midst of, you know, this trial. Yeah. And that's,
1: what's interesting about this to me is I, I really love that, that situation where, uh, you have essentially a God who allows himself to go through the, the machinations of the mortals that are beneath him in order to show them that he is, you know, He's not going to like, like Lord himself over them and, and things like that. And like, yeah. you know, I've had ideas for stories about superheroes like that where it, it's kind of like, you know, in, in, man of steel when uh exactly. Superman, like, you know, they go to like undo the cuffs and he just bust them.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like anytime yeah. the, like that, it's a, it's a classic image. They did it in man of steel. It's been done in uh, justice league. It's been done, you know, in the comics several times, you know, the, the imagery of Superman in handcuffs, is is one of them like, you know, obviously, if Superman in, in, is in handcuffs, it's because you're he's allowing it to happen <laughs>
1: it's because he doesn't want to just not be in handcuffs. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. It sends it does send a message of, you know, despite the power, I will play by the rules. And, and and Barry's going through that motion, except not really. Right. Because he's supposed to be in prison. And, you know, by all technical detectors, they see him in prison. But 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 he he wasn't. Right, because it wasn't the whole thing at Star Labs that Cisco has hijacked his ankle bracelet, and so uh, so Barry can technically be wherever he wants to be at any given time.
1: Yeah, you know, team team. Flash. That's the thing, though, is like the Flash is technically. I mean, the the rules were bent outside of well, not really outside of his, you know, control. Uh, but they, they they weren't necessarily bent by him. They were bent by the people around him in sure, order to sure. facilitate him. So he wasn't necessarily doing those things. And he was kind of like, you know, it, it's it's like, you know, you see a bank vault and the door is open. You didn't leave it open, but it's like, I guess I'll walk in the bank vault. I mean, it's open. And so it's not like it's his fault. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. I mean, if it's there, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if, if your buddy can, you know, open a teleporter, you know, and, and allow you to walk pretty much anywhere in the planet and also happen to hijack the system so that nobody even knows that you're gone, why not? Why not go for that? Even if that's the other thing, too, right? If Cisco really wanted to, I'm sure he could put, like, some sort of, like, self-projected holog- hologram of Barry Allen sitting in the cell and, I, you know, what? I'll even I'll even make the call right now. I guarantee we'll actually see him do that uh, before this storyline is finished.
1: I don't know, man. I'm, I'm hoping Barry is going to like put his foot down once he goes to prison. Because he's going to be like, no, dude, like we have to play this straight because otherwise Ah! the secret's out and like I have accomplices and all of you guys are at risk.
0: Okay, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, we do, you know, based on, you know, there's there's no necessarily spoilers in this. But if you take a look at like even the episode titles for what's coming up, it does seem like the uh, team and the other heroes that surround Barry are going to really step up in a big way in the coming episodes. So it does imply that Barry may, in fact, as you say, play it straight. Chill out in his cell, um, you know, be be in that that spot where his father was, and and maybe even uh man, wouldn't it be great if we actually saw some John Wesley ship flashbacks or, or something of that nature uh as as Barry is is literally walking the halls and and seeing, you know, I know it's kind of jumping to the end here, but that that moment at the end to see his father's name scratched out on the wall, Brooks style, was was freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, I really wish that Henry Allen wasn't dead and that Henry Allen could come like as a free man, see his kid in prison, that would be like total poetic, yeah, crazy it, harmony there.
0: There is something, you're, you're right, there is something about kind of just the the role reversal with that that would be cool. But I do think that there is also something of the, you know, the, the walking in the path of the master, right? Walking in the path of the father, walking in the path of, you know, those that came before. And so in many respects, he's following in his father's journey, despite the fact that he is, you know, in many ways, so much more than Henry was. Uh, he still finds himself walking in in Henry's shoes. And so I think that there is a lot of fun that can be had uh, in, in this method of storytelling, even though you don't necessarily have, you know, specifically the bookend of henry allen coming and, and visiting him uh of course they could get that to some extent right jay could could pop in <laughs> at any given time yeah would not that be neat to have jay come in
1: and be the henry surrogate in this situation
0: i, I mean it could be it could be it could be nice but um, might not fit as as poetically I and mean, that really is a thing this episode was almost like a poem especially in the way that it ended man with the uh you know the police chief with uh Sabangi, our captain singh actually you know uh, giving this major award to the flash while the judge is giving this major sentence to Barry Allen, what a great dichotomy that's going on in, in the, the narrative of this character's life.
1: That was very, that was very interesting. I really, I agree with you a hundred percent. I like what they did there. The, uh, cause it's, it's, it, you know, especially the one, the one line on that, that, that really made me, uh, that, that really hit home for me was when the judge said, never have I seen a defendant have, uh, less, uh. What was it respect for human life or something mm. like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. because like Barry, honestly, like he came off as like he is in it, like he was innocent because he was innocent, like it wasn't a big deal, because he knows it wasn't. Like he knows everything else is going on here, so it's like hard for him to. He's not. He's not. He's so resolute to not perjure himself that he can't even fake emotion, as in like yeah. distraught or you know. Like well, all he's that not. Kind of he's
0: not remorseful because he didn't do anything. Right, there's nothing for him to be remorseful and, for. And, and on so, top like, of that, like there's not a there's nobody that's dead other than the guy, you know, the the DeVoe uh, theoretically the guy that the DeVoe body snatched.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and so that that's what's, that, was, that was the greatest bit to me where it was like, you know, of course he comes off with his remorseless murderer because he's got nothing to be remorseful <laughs> for because no one is dead except for the guy that DeVoe killed. Yeah. And so if there's any emotion being shown there, it's for that Poor metahuman who was killed. But
0: again, I don't know that Barry knows that. Like, I like we. I, I don't even know that we, like as an audience, know the extent of what, uh, what 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 you know, what exactly the outcome of this body snatch is going to be. Uh, but time. Well, Barry up, knows that the, that the body
1: was snatched, and he knows that. I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming that that Barry is thinking that that guy is gone. Yeah.
0: Now, now, like I said, man, this has been this is kind of a, a game of chess that's being played to some extent uh, with uh iris and and the mechanic you know she does have that big moment where she walks in the door and you think she's about to reveal everything there's even this kind of exchange this look exchange between her and barry right before they go to commercial break and uh, what is that the, you know it's got to be one of the longest commercial breaks that the flash has ever had and uh you know before she can actually get the words out barry discovers a new power he's he's got that speed Force DM. Dude, sliding in them DMs, sliding in the space force DMs. Yeah, man. I was wondering. I was like. I love that. I thought that was cool. That was a really cool moment. It it, it did kind of remind me a little Last Jedi action, like like how are you doing this? Can you see me? I can. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, oh God, put a shirt on. <laughs> but this is great, man. This is something he's never done before. There's even that that kind of brief moment where Iris is trying to figure out, like, wait, how am I experiencing this time? And you know, and I, the
1: Barry's like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: There's this that great is a great connection between the two. I'm curious to know if he can do that with other people. Um, I would love for them to like for it to just be a Barry and Iris thing to be kind of a part of the unique connection that they have. Uh, but at the same time I could also see this being a, a, a relatively useful tool <laughs> in other situations similar to this.
1: Yeah, because you know what is it uh I want to say it was a comic where The Flash, or maybe it, was, maybe it was a show, where The Flash was trying to talk to somebody and he didn't realize he was like speed talking. And they're like, whoa, yeah, Young slow Justice, slow down. Young Justice, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: actually Bart and Barry are, are talking, trying to deal with an exploding man. Ha ha ha. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and, uh, and Wally and a police chief are listening in. And the police chief looks at Wally and he says, are you getting any of this? Because they're talking so fast. And even Wally says like maybe every third or fifth word. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just really really fast but um but yeah man so a uh, great great new ability um kind of a, again a showcasing of of potentially a unique connection between iris and barry of course now they're married but i still make the argument and stand by the lightning rod theory that that you know they are connected in more than just a marriage that in fact she is what's kind of ta- like like holding him to reality to some extent um but we will See what we will see as, as that uh, uh, continues to evolve over the course of the series. Now, the B-plot man was uh, trying to answer a question, and that is, how do you stop an exploding man?
1: Um, I, you, just, you run around him really fast, just like Flash stops everybody else.
0: Yeah, uh, and send all the, the nuclear waste to Earth-15. Sorry, Earth-15. <laughs> The like the like you know four or five people that are still on Earth fifteen who're like
1: we're not dead yet <laughs> <laughs> we're feeling we're much better <laughs> I feel happy
0: <laughs> I saw I yeah. saw someone on Twitter being like yeah that's gonna come back to bite them. and I kind of hope it does I like that's you know so if, if you even look at like Harry when he's trying to figure out what to do with all the nuclear waste he's like uh, uh, Earth, uh Earth 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 fifteen and then you know they do it and then he's like oh or was it Earth sixteen <laughs> like <Yeah>. what
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could there could be something fun there. Well yeah, I mean that could be the resurgence of uh what uh, what do they call this guy? Fallout. Fallout. That yes. could be like the real fallout cuz this this didn't seem like a bad guy. This was a guy who was like I am in a bad situation. I have this radioactive power that I don't know how to control and I'm accidentally killing people and that that's another thing that, that really bothered me about this B plot is that you know they never come across these situations where it's like an inadvertent power and treat it in a situation that is good. They always kind of come across and they say, "Oh, this guy's knocking out people and he's trying to do stuff." And it's like that dude had no idea what was going on. I'm sure he was very, very scared. And then all of a sudden, these superheroes try to attack him.
0: Uh, like that's, did they though? They, I think they were just trying to to kill Frost. Frozen. Yeah, he, the blue just froze him. Well, because he was overheating and he was about to blow up. And also, she's not a hero.
1: Yeah, but, she's not. But still, it's one of those things where it's like. I would have loved to have seen Barry like have a conversation with the guy, be like, look, you know, we're not here to hurt you or try to we're here to help you, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like establish that it's not immediately assume that everyone with a meta power that's not Team Flash is bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. I actually I, I really actually enjoyed this episode for that reason that we actually got a chance to see uh, a meta situation. That was not necessarily, you know, intentionally diabolical. It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of the kid that created the giant holographic monster. I was thinking
1: more of the X-Men story arc where uh, the kid has a metagene that causes people to die. Oh, yeah. And so he, like, goes off to this cave. And so Professor X finds out where he is and sends Wolverine to kill him.
0: All right. So it's also very similar. I mean, it's straight up the season one of uh, the television series Heroes Oh yeah, with a uh, radioactive man. Or whatever. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like that was the name of the episode was How do you stop an exploding man? Like, it was kind of a very similar. At you know, I don't want to. Well, I mean, season one of Heroes was a long time ago, but
1: and it was it was the best season of Heroes ever. It was it was
0: fantastic. It's 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 such good television. I won't spoil what happens, but suffice to say, who you think is going to blow up is not who actually blows up, and who actually blows up is was like in a very similar situation to uh, to Fallout here. And, and so, then
1: season two ruined everything.
0: Well, it it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Thanks, uh, Rider strike. But it's not only that. I mean, to some extent, this is a trope, man, because, you know, you, you already referenced Young Justice and that that episode uh, that I mentioned before, the character of Neutron was actually walking through Central City, uh, kind of constantly putting out this radiation uh, and getting to the point where he was about to explode. And uh, in a very similar fashion, Barry or I think Barry and Bart together had to run around in uh, you know, in a tornado to kind of contain the blast, and, uh, yeah, and, and the that's energy. the thing is, is like radiation particles travel
1: through vacuum fine. It's not like they're they're alpha they're they're they don't need a medium to travel
0: through. Speed force, Bell, it's speed force. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag because speed
1: because force. how do you think how do you think energetic radiation travels through space? Space is a giant vacuum. <laughs> But we still get warmth and, and, and cosmic rays and all that kind of stuff from the sun. OMG science, man! That,
0: or this is OMG physics, perhaps. But one way or the other,
1: and I mean, this, like, this is like elementary physics. This is like
0: fifth grade stuff. Come on. Hey, hey. I don't remember fifth grade. I would imagine all that right, most people don't. I don't either. That but still, this is, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this is basic, basic stuff. All right. Well, one way or the other, they saved the day because, of course, Barry does get out of uh, a court just briefly. Uh, so that he can go and uh, and save the day, team up with Cisco. Great, actually, to see Cisco getting, uh, you know, getting some action in the field, uh, opening up the breach, uh, destroying a planet that uh, we only believe is dead because Harry told us was dead when he was trying to think of any other planet to send it to. And Harry's already kind of a morally great character, so that one, let's just hope that one comes back to bite him. I really, I really hope that we see some repercussions for for the destruction of Earth fifteen.
1: Yeah, I, I want to see, like, Radiation Man come back and be like, you created me. Now I will destroy
0: you. That'd be amazing. That'd be great. Um, we also, you know, speaking of uh, heroes getting some field time, uh, Ralph, uh, the elongated man, actually gets tapped by Joe uh, to go and try to solve the case by nefarious means, or at least not necessarily solve the case, but get buried off by nefarious means. Now,
1: that was my fa- like one of my favorite parts of that episode.
0: It's really good, man. Joe, you know, obviously is wrestling with the fact that he went through this exact same thing in much the same way that Barry is walking in the footsteps of his father. Joe is reliving part of his life, having seen Henry go through this and not giving Henry the benefit of the doubt uh, and not fully, you know, appreciating the situation of of Henry fully being innocent, I I believe, uh, at least at least in the earliest days. And so, you know, to see him trying to almost rectify what was done before in not. The most uh just way, but at the same time, can you blame him? Uh I mean, y-
1: y- I don't know, I, I, w- I would figure that Joe this is a situation yeah, I mean, the fact that Henry went through the same kind of thing and he, he felt powerless there, now maybe he feels like there is a something that he can do, uh, and that is plain evidence. And so like you know, given the, there's nothing he could do last time because he wasn't fully sure that he was innocent. Now he knows that Barry's innocent and he wants to do the right thing and put the right person behind bars. So, uh, you know, he he's given this choice to do the wrong thing for the right reasons, and I really love that that Dibney's speech that he gave him, right? Cuz it was it was perfect in that situation where it's like, yeah, you think you're doing this for the right reasons, you're putting a bad guy behind bars, but that's not the right way to do it. Uh, well, it's I, not, I it's
0: not the Joe way to do it. Like I guess I guess yeah, the exactly. argument is that Ralph knows Joe, and Ralph knows that this is not something that would um, you know, sit well with him in the long term. I, you know, I, I feel like this, this is the the route I would have liked to see more of. Ralph kind of um exploring who he is, and not like you know, like we we talked about the fact that he's 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 been putting off very much kind of a dirt va- dirt bag vibe. He's definitely a character, or has been written in a way that uh, shall we say is not ideal for the current climate. But but on top of that, I think the more interesting elements of Ralph is him as perhaps a more corrupt cop. Like, I know in this moment we're getting the quote-unquote redeemed Ralph, uh, you know, basically kind of putting forth the argument to try to to make Joe a better person because, or at least keep Joe as a better person because Barry has inspired Ralph to be a better person. But I would have actually liked to see Ralph as maybe doing the wrong things for the right reason or, or going outside of, you know, uh, doing this kind of stuff, planning evidence but like like this would have been a good thing for Ralph to do maybe a couple of episodes ago. Does that make sense? So you've picking up what I'm putting down?
1: Yeah, because, you know, that's the thing, right? You know, he had he had the moment with the little girl, uh, where that was like his hero moment. And then he had like the sleazeball moment with the bachelor party. And so it's kind of like they're doing this roller coaster ride with this character. I think yeah, yeah. I I, I think there should there should have been a pivot with him where he hits that moment with a little girl, and that's where he decides he's going to be a hero from now on. And maybe it's a little rocky, and like you you write it a little better so that if he does sleazy kind of things, we at least see him acknowledge the fact that he shouldn't have done that and not blow it off like it's always been the things that he does, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so and I, and I agree because like i I think yes, he he's a hes a sleazy misogynistic, just garbage person. Well, he but has, I'm, been. I'm, he has been, I mean, he like, has been right, right. He has been, and and, and they're trying to, uh, to, to do away with that, but they keep throwing in those kind of things in a way that, uh, I think they could, they could do a better job at, at, at him realizing that those things are bad to do, yeah. you know,
0: I, I think, you know, th- th- it's small, but it's also really not. And I think that him getting a legitimate costume will go a long way too um
1: <laughs> yeah so that weird <laughs> pink thing that he's got right now yeah for yeah
0: sure. yeah i think uh and and you know i don't know if you've seen some of the the um the leaked photos and i think i think promotional material at this point but uh he should have a new costume uh extremely sooner rather than later oh really oh let me let me check that out yeah extremely sooner rather than later like next week even if i'm not mistaken i hope that's not a spoiler um but yeah man so uh so so they they kind of go off on their their little side quest, um such as it is in the end, you know, as I mentioned uh, earlier it, it's uh you know the the judge determines that uh the Barry goes to prison, Barry goes to prison as his father uh you know another, another great great moment in this episode I, 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 we would be remiss if we don't point this out. you know, you mentioned that Caitlin goes and freezes fallout and uh and she only did it for one reason and and one reason alone, and, and that's for the puppies.
1: Yeah, that's a trigger for her. Got, got we to know do this it now.
0: Puppies. <laughs> that's
1: amazing to know that you'd be like, "Caitlin, we need you. Puppies are gonna die." She's so like, "All right, Killer Frost in the house. Let's Not the
0: puppies. I, yeah. <laughs> if you don't get Killer Frost out here, I'm gonna kill all the puppies. I can just, I can see the puppies coming back up. I just, I have a feel like that's gonna, that might be a thing. But yeah, uh, I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, all right, so yeah, so uh, this episode, man. Overall what did you, what did you think? I mean, like you know, did did you like it? Did you love it? Did you want some more of it? Was it was it not your thing? what did what did what was your feels about this episode?
1: Like you know the, the, <laughs> the egregiously horrible courtroom scenes aside, uh, I thought it was okay. Like you know I, I understand that that this is a this is a, it's a serial show, and they only have a certain number of episodes after the hiatus, like draw everything to a close. And it's important for the arc of uh, the Flash and the Thinker for him to be in prison at this point. But um, that trial it is kangaroo court, man. That was just bogus.
0: All right. So, so that's the thing, and and we've got some of this in, in feedback as well. But I, it seems that a lot of people really did not like how the courtroom aspect of this story played out. It, you know. So, I, full disclosure, I've never actually read the uh, the trial of Barry Allen, like that's not something neither by neither by I'm, I'm familiar with the story, but I've never I've never actually read it, and so I don't know if in the, that comic book series there's a lot of courtroom drama and that's a large part of what drives everything. I would doubt it, but at the same time, I don't know. I've I've never read it before, so I don't know if it's because of a going different from what the comics have done before, or if it's because you know, as you said, Bell, it's it's it does seem to be written by someone who maybe doesn't. Has doesn't have a lot of courtroom experience, which is you know good. Well, I guess so. This is
1: funny. This is funny, right? Like I, I'm sitting there watching it, and like I don't have a lot of courtroom experience. I've I've been a juror a couple times, Ooh. but uh, there's one part where the defense uh, was saying something, and and uh, the prosecution was like objection, conjecture, because he was sitting there saying, "Oh, Barry Allen, like you know, hated this guy, and wanted to kill him, and blah blah blah." It's like, no, 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 you know, objection. That that's conjecture. You're 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 conjecturing stuff or whatever. And then when Cecile says the same stuff, there's no objection from the defense <laughs> or from the prosecution Rather, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you going to let her call you out on conjecture? You're not going to call her out on the same thing? Okay. Know. okay. So, was...
0: so this is exactly why this did not bother me. I don't understand a word you just said. Okay. So no, no, no I don't want you to explain it. I don't, all right, I, I don't need to understand it, I guess is my point. But, but I, I do get that, that since I don't understand what you just said, that's probably why that kind of stuff didn't bother me. I, you know, I, I don't tune into the Flash for the for the courtroom intrigue.
1: Well, it's it's one of those things when it's like you're trying to present the show as like a uh, realistic portrayal of There's a man a who turns hero. green
0: and almost destroyed the city by blowing up. They had to send his radiation to another planet in the multiverse. What realism are you talking about here, sir? But these are courts
1: and these are laws and those are real things that we have in in the world. Right?
0: True. I was thinking about the fact that if if we lived if if the quote unquote real world had metahumans. Like, how, how do you even have, like, a courtroom? How would you enter in, know uh, your honor, he switched his mind into this other guy who, by the way, is also telekinetic. Like, how would you make a case for that in a world of metahumans? Because everybody would make that kind of case, right?
1: Yeah. Like, that's the thing with all these kind of shows and all that kind of stuff is I can hand wave away metahuman nonsense because it's metahuman nonsense. Like it doesn't exist. So whatever. (laughs) If you want to say, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to blast all this radiation that could easily pass through a vacuum uh, (laughs) into another earth that's dead because multiple earths exist. Sure. Whatever. Go ahead. But like courtrooms are real and murder trials are real. And uh, if you're going to frame somebody for murder, you better do a really darn good job of, uh, <laughs> of framing them <laughs> because this stuff is real. Like people have experienced that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it's like, you know, it, maybe you've been in, in a, a juror for like traffic court or something. But like there's procedure and there's things and there's rules. And so uh, it's 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 harder to like hand wave away the really minute, mundane, everyday stuff. But I can hand wave away there being like 15 different Harrison Wells, <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> one of them being Gandalf, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that is, that's true. That is the thing. Um, like, don't get me wrong.
1: I enjoyed the episode, you know, you know courtroom proceedings aside and, uh, you no, know, the weird handling of, 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 of Fallout. But, yeah, it's, 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 for me, it's easier to hand wave away ridiculous stuff that doesn't make any sense that because it doesn't exist in this world than it is for me uh. to hand wave away. Things like Barry going into a shop, stealing an outfit, and not paying the person. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, you're right. You're right. Look, we, we we, yeah, you're exactly right. But, but I will say this for, for all the courtroom scenes, one of the things I really enjoyed, man, is that we got a lot of captain sing this episode. Um, Fear the beard. It was kind of shaved though, this episode. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, the, the beard wasn't on as strong. Well, I mean, that's because they put him in. A, they put Captain Singh between a rock and a hard place. That's the real. thing. All right, so this is this is why I love the internet. I actually during the episode, I, I tweeted uh, Patrick. I said, uh, "I said, come on, Pat- at Patrick Sabongi, you know he didn't do it," and he he tweeted back at us. He said, "It's complicated." <laughs>
1: Dude, I, I love Patrick Stamagi. He's a great person.
0: <laughs> i He's one of my favorite actors on the show. But uh but yeah, no, he uh he he did a fantastic job because he really that, that character Captain Sang was really in kind of a unique place where he had to he arrested Barry. He likes Barry, but you get the sense he really doesn't know if Barry did it or not. Yeah, that cross
1: examination by the defense after Cecilia uh uh or Cecile uh stopped questioning him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was late 72 times. He took a six month vacation in Belize for whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, how can this guy be a good, you know, one of the best if he does
0: all this other kind of crap? Yeah. And I mean, like, Singh was like, wow, you know what? You got a point. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because as he was talking about Barry and like saying all that really nice stuff about him. I thought, huh, I was like, I wonder if they're going to go the route of, you know, the, the argument that Commissioner Gordon is too good a detective to not know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. You know, Perry White is too good a journalist to not know that Clark Kent is Superman. Will they go in a route with Singh that, you know, he's, he's like, you know, he's, he's too good a, a police officer, like, like to not know that Barry Allen is the Flash. You know what I mean? Like, like could I mean? Even in that courtroom, because they leave it ambiguous as to what his response is. Do you think that maybe he could be starting to piece things together and realize that yeah, something's up with Barry Allen, and it all happened the exact same time that that the Flash showed up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, um, yeah, no, I,
1: I agree. Like, I really hope there's a moment where like Barry finally realizes that one of the best things he can do for him to uh, you know, and for Team Flash would be to go to up to uh, Captain Singh and be like, "Yo, dude, I'm the Flash." And I want uh, uh, the captain Singh to be like, yeah, no crap.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, or, or maybe it, it took even you long enough. Or maybe, you know, what, what I think would be really cool is if, if like they had a, a, like a moment where Singh has to cover for Barry slash the Flash and just does it. And they never address the fact that Captain Singh knows. Like we like like they they kind of have like an un, like if, if there becomes like this unspoken thing, because like if if they start talking about the fact that he's the flash, then Captain Singh kind of becomes part of Team Flash and Team Flash is already pretty crowded as is. And we need some yeah. characters on the show that don't know that Barry Allen is the Flash, right? Like that was the whole point of the the Speed Force DMs was like, all right, we got to keep, you know, keep keep some of this on the DL. So, you know, anyway, I, I would like it if if maybe at some point. Uh, you know, Singh puts it together, and there is some kind of exchange between the two. But, but despite all that to say, despite the uh, courtroom aspects that a lot of people were not really vibing with, uh, again, no pun intended, I enjoyed, and uh, mostly because of the fact that it provided this unique way for Captain Singh to kind of to put Barry on trial in uh, in 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 his own mind, and and so who knows what may come from that? It'd be
1: really really cool, I think, to see a sort of uh, Dark Knight Rises situation where. The Flash and Captain, uh, Captain, I almost said Captain (laughs) (laughs) Sabungi. (laughs) where the Flash and Captain Singh have a moment where it's like, you know, um, even a
0: little boy who's (laughs) running into his dad and got taken away, and so he has to live with this other guy, and then he works for the same department, and he's right in front of you the entire time. Where are the other drugs going? (laughs) (laughs) I know it could be anyone, even a police chief, who looks the other way when I go out of country for six months and then goes on a jury or not on the jury but for the prosecution i forget all the things but basically I'm the flash
1: yeah pretty much all you need to get away from this conversation <laughs> is that i'm the flash <laughs> <laughs> how do no, you fix sure like that's <laughs> what i want to see <laughs> how do you
0: now now we got to get this autopilot fixed really quick because i'm supposed to be in italy in five five weeks yeah, I gotta meet Alfred there. I mean <laughs> not Alfred. Bat Batfred. Bat Batford. I don't know who's Alfred. I don't know I mean, who, who I don't know who that is. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well hey man, so so aside from the fact uh that that there was a lot going on beyond just kind of what the eye could see. Uh, we get something of, I want to say a reveal, or or perhaps it is, perhaps it isn't, something worth talking about, though, and that is the mechanic actually telling Iris there is something coming, that something is happening beyond what Team Flash is even possibly aware. And that's going to bring us to this week's Speedster Speculation. Belle, Team DeVoe seems to know about something that's happening. Uh, It seems to be bigger than what's been going on with Clifford. Is it possible that they are actually on the side of the angels? If so, I don't know why your strategy would include
1: putting a god in prison.
0: (laughs) Well, so is it maybe? All right. So so I guess the question is, is maybe better asked, like, what is coming? Right. Like, what is this thing that Team DeVoe is aware of that Team Flash seems to be clueless about?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wow. don't know. Like, that's the thing is, is the thinker has thought about all these different possibilities. So it could be anything. It could even be a boat.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, Yeah. And then somebody on that boat.
1: It could be that uh, Oliver Queen's dad comes back. On a boat. As Solomon Grundy.
0: Oh, I thought you because he died because on a boat.
1: Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's the whole boat narrative. The boat narrative is that Oliver Queen's dad comes back as Solomon Grundy but with bizarre Superman's powers.
0: That would be cool. I mean, I feel like if, if there's going to be a boat situation, you know what they'd have to do? Uh,
1: Get the Lonely Island
0: and T-Pain to make a song about it? <laughs> no, no, wrong boat, wrong song. This is Flash TV talk. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if I could turn back time. If I could find a way take back all those words that hurt you and you'd stay all right sorry sorry sorry. all right sorry 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 we had to get some share tv talk in this season at some point (laughs) uh no man share tv talk aside uh and and boat all boats aside because this has nothing to do with boats i think it's the crisis man i think that devoe Having like this massive amount of information, knowing the answer to every question, everything else, has actually pieced out that the, fla- that the crisis is coming, and I would make the argument that the reason why he would shelve or bench Barry Allen is because, perhaps, Barry is the cause of the crisis. Oh, so you like Red Skies crisis kind of thing? I'm talking about Future Room paper from season one, uh, Flash Disappears in Crisis, we know, or at least we can assume, perhaps, that that's coming. We, I guess we don't know for a fact uh, that that's still in, in the picture. You know, with, with, the, death, uh, with the death of Eobard Thon, or at least the eradication of Eobard Thon from time, it seemed to be taken out, of, you know, taken out of play, but Eobard's back in time, so what does that even mean? Who knows? Point being, I, I, I'm just putting this out there as a speculation. What if it's the crisis?
1: So I mean I don't know, man. Like I, honestly, I feel like the crisis has like a narrative piece is done.
0: I uh, mean, like wh- what do you mean? Like what 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 is the crisis? Th- like what was the crisis? I mean, tw- no, no, no. Like not not like it's happened in the story
1: thus far. It's just like that was a that was a narrative plot point for season one. Oh, interesting. And. They're done with it. It's 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 done. I mean, like, at what point have they gone back and looked at that paper?
0: I don't know, man. I I don't I don't see the paper. Like the future paper was a plot point, but I don't think that the crisis aspect was. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like that was more of like an Easter egg or a cameo. It was it was the Grodd lives on the wall. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a tease, perhaps a a check they were planning on cashing at some point, but I don't think it was cashed in season one. Same thing with Barry in prison. That's something that that's a check they wrote in season one. They're just now cashing in on. So I don't know, man. I think that the crisis is very much still up for grabs. And I'm still trying to think of, like, again, what would have somebody like DeVoe, uh, what would he know is on the horizon? What would be something that would concern both him and the mechanic to the point where they are going out of their way, not just to heal DeVoe, because uh, it looks like, you know, it seems as though this new body can can sustain him. I guess we don't fully know yet, uh, uh, you know what the extent is, but it doesn't seem to be a primary concern for them. They seem more concerned about getting Barry off, uh, you know, out of the picture. Yeah, but that's the thing: is like, why would they want Barry out of the picture if there's going to face this like
1: insurmountable crisis? I, I, I think the end game here is to is to get Barry at a point where DeVoe can claim his body as his own,
0: hmm. and that 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 may be the case. But is it for, is it to combat something larger? Like in, in that situation, is it like, um, oh, what was it? The Sinister Spider-Man type deal or Doc Ock becomes the new Peter Parker, essentially? You mean the superior Spider-Man? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The superior Spider-Man. Sinister Spider-Man seems to make more sense, all things considered. But yes, the superior No, Spider-Man. because
1: Octavius always thought he was superior to Spider-Man, thus yeah, the he, superior he, moniker.
0: He was also the leader of the Sinister Six, thus the Sinister Moniker. Uh, Yeah, we'll screw you in your monikers. Oh, okay, all right. right. It's gonna be like that, pal. I know it's gonna be like that. Did you get some coal in your stocking? What's what's, up? No, just kidding. Maybe I did. Okay, (laughs) maybe
1: I did. No, man. (laughs) So yes. No, I I don't know. It it just like that's the thing is I I would I would have to go back and and either read or rewatch all the previous seasons to see how many times past season one they've mentioned in either passing or actually shown it that one article.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I, if, they, if it was going by that one article, then I think we have like five more years until the actual crisis would would occur. Exactly. So
1: like, yeah, because I remember when I saw that uh, in, in the first season, like all I could think about was what was it, it was uh, that was
0: it's like 10 years uh, into the future, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, so I'm thinking like you know, uh, what is it, six seasons in a movie kind of thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's an ambitious way to to say like, man, if we if we if we stay this long, then yeah, then we'll do a crisis. I I don't know. I mean, the other aspect too, man, is if if they want it to go crisis at some point, it's an excuse to bring in Supergirl so that she doesn't have to jump Earths. You know what I mean? Like to actually do a shared universe between Supergirl, maybe even with uh, Black Lightning, which uh, of course debuted this this week and uh, has been. Uh, confirmed by the the showrunners that 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 is not taking place in the same on the same Earth as the Flash and the Arrowverse, but could potentially be part of the same multiverse. So we'll we'll see where everything goes there.
1: But yeah, yeah it's 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 just I don't know. It's interesting because I'm not quite sure exactly where they'd like to go with it. Because because you know it, it's one of those things where it's when you have. Multiple writers working on a show, and and you know you you got your your first season down pat. You know you know your arc you're going to do there, and then they're like, all right, cool, we're going to give you another season. Then we're going to give you another season. Then we're going to give you another season. Like how far out do they plan? Were they planning ten years in the future? I don't know. I don't think so. Like I'm I'm coming at this from like a, you know a, a Buzz Killington you know pragmatic standpoint, but I just I just don't think that the the crisis that they mentioned in that newspaper article was something that they were planning on ever being able to do.
0: Could be. I mean, you know, you're exactly right. It could, I could be wrong. But do you have a better alternative as to like what else there could be that's out there that DeVoe would be scared of?
1: But, but, but where are you getting that DeVoe is scared of something?
0: Well, the, all right. So fair point. I guess we don't know that he's necessarily scared of it. But the implication seemed to be that something was coming, right? Like the, that there's something beyond what's going on right now.
1: Because it seemed to me more like DeVoe is afraid of mortality because he's just unlocked this vast, limitless font of knowledge, right? And that's causing him to die. And so he fears that he will not be able to accomplish the things that he could accomplish with his limited time on Earth. And so what he fears the most is death. And so what he's looking for is a solution to that. And so perhaps in his, in his quest for immortality or his quest to uh, you know uh, increase his longevity, he saw the thrash as a, as a, as a fundamental threat to that just because he would be willing to do anything to achieve those goals and the flash is gonna stand out the like, dude, you can't go around <laughs> swapping bodies of people. There's there's problems with that, right? And so the way I see it is is that DeVoe wants to uh you know achieve this immortality or do something like that. And uh the flash would stop him. Uh and so DeVo thinks, okay, well I'm going to, you know, put him in prison and then uh holy crap, maybe I can use him or his body, per se, to keep myself alive, to constantly feed my brain with this speed force energy so that I never have to worry about ALS or whatever taking over uh, and, and, and killing the physical vessel that I'm in, you know?
0: We'll see. We'll see. I mean, that's definitely where, where he was at the first half of the season. I just wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's a shift. Uh, perhaps we'll get some new information in the coming episodes that uh, you know may, may give a, a bit of a different picture of, of what's really going on. But uh but yeah, uh, let us know what your speculation is. We want we want to hear from you. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. That's the sound of the police <laughs> in my hood. On Twitter, uh Shannon Fester asked and uh, she said if if you were Barry, would you have run when the police showed up at the door or do what Barry did and, and enter into a trial. I mean, it, um just full honesty, he's got the power. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like they say uh um, Also I would have been in costume. Like Innocent people don't run.
0: Well, yeah, but so if he, but if he's like in costume as the Flash, then he's like a superhero investigating a murder, as opposed to just this dude who's been harassing these people, you know, by all accounts, and now is in there with a dead body. Well, that's the thing, is like
1: everybody saw him Well, okay, okay. So honestly, let's 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 peel back the curtain here for a second. So Barry as the flash, the minute that door just separated a centimeter from the door frame when they kicked it in or whatever, he would be aware of that. Now, assuming he is as fast as we think he is, he could run to Star Labs, get his suit, come back and be like, police holy crap <laughs> uh-huh. there's a dead guy
0: here <laughs> what what is this dead guy doing here
1: yeah or or or, or he could just you know bail and like vacate the building yeah because i mean let's face it like minutes before he was with his family and they have verifiable evidence of that right
0: yeah you know speaking of verifiable evidence that was the other thing about uh with with the new guy and and uh you know, the mechanic story about him and like, oh, well, we had this connection and, and Clifford was like, yeah, you can satisfy your needs and such. Like, can't they prove that that guy was not anywhere near them for like years? You know what I mean? Like the story she just told seems like to, it would be very easy to prove that that's not true.
1: Yeah, because like, I'm sure that dude had nothing to do with ALS whatsoever, but here we go. All right. Josh writes, hey, guys, big fan of the show. Ever since season one of The Flash, Barry running in with his suit out of nowhere has bothered me. I always assumed that he would run to Star Labs to get the suit, then run back despite it not being efficient at times. This week, however, my petty annoyance with this has reached its peak. When the thinker shoots Barry while he is walking out of a store with Iris, he is in street clothes. Then all of a sudden, he is in his costume to save Iris from being shot. How? As far as I know, we haven't established that the Speed Force generates a suit on command, and he also doesn't have a flash ring to store it in, so where does he get it from? If it is to be implied that he zooms to the to Star Labs to grab it, then I'm then with him going that fast. Any enemy in the series that isn't a speedster wouldn't stand a chance against him. Anyways, I apologize for this rant uh, about this. It just really drives me nuts. Hopefully, you two can clarify where he gets it from. Uh, thanks, guys. Keep up the great work, Josh. Josh, no, I it, <laughs> I just inadvertently mentioned that like not two seconds ago. when We were talking about our our our, our you know question about whether or not Barry would run uh, when confronted with the with the police. But yeah. No, seriously. He goes from in street clothes, assuming miles away from Star Labs, and that's the thing about this show that always gets me. Is that like we 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 establish these boundaries. It's kind of like Dragon Ball Z, right? At Dragon Ball Z, they establish power levels, and then like as characters get powerful, they have to beat those power levels. Well, they said that Barry has run only so far as X in the show, and then he goes. And if you were to map out the distance that he traveled in the time in which he were to travel there and back, to like get his suit or whatever. Far surpasses that kind of stuff. I remember uh one of the first episodes; it was where uh Martin strikes lightning into the car that Barry is in, and you see Barry like look at the lightning as it's right. coming down.
0: Yeah, you had you had some qualms about that.
1: I did have qualms about that because lightning travels at like s- some ridiculous. I want to say it's like two hundred thousand miles per hour, or something like that. Some insane rate for so f- so for Barry to to to, to look at that as if it's traveling in slow motion, he would have been traveling at some intensely fast speed, faster than anything he's ever done in the show. And uh, there's several times where these kind of things happen where he went slower and broke the time barrier and traveled back in time inadvertently. So I, I completely agree with you, Josh. There, there are some uh, uh, you know inconsistencies as far as his speed goes and, and the results of that. But again, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, this is one of those things where, you know, it doesn't exist in real life so I can hand wave it away. It bothers me and it scratches at the back of my brain. And sometimes I just have to, like, sit there and scream at the wall and, uh, <laughs> you know, claw at the wallpaper and stuff <laughs> for a while uh, until that until that itch goes away. But, yes, I completely agree with you. Those things bother me because, like, you know, I'm I'm a science nerd. And so I'm sitting there looking, OK, well, he travels, you know, 13 miles to Star Labs and back in a, in a fraction of a second. So it's like twenty six miles to get his suit to go back to do this, do that, do that, and it's like that's faster than he's ever traveled before ever. And so yeah, it's just really, really, really bizarre. And I completely agree with you. But again, it's one of those things where it's a show. There, there's writing. They gotta like the, some of those things. There's consistency, and then there's things that they don't have to necessarily worry about the consistency for. And I feel like this is one of those things which you figure with a speedster, it'd be one of those things that they might think would be more important to like you know keep track with his speed and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just wish they would have given him a ring uh
0: immediately after we saw uh was that in season two? No, season one is when we saw Eobard using the ring. Right, uh, yeah. So 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 two things on that. Uh first of all, in terms of your, your qualms with the science and stuff, uh Belle, my, my hair is standing up. I'm holding my hands up, and I just have one word for you speed force. Uh <laughs>
1: The the other thing so it's things. it's like it's like that that uh, that gif where it's like it's speed force I ain't got to explain
0: bleep that that's exactly right <laughs> that's exactly right uh but but here's the thing uh I'm I'm down like man he Josh is right man we need a ring we need a flash ring like yesterday I'm I'm yep, surprised cool. given the fact that Cisco was so uh uh you know taken by by that tech that he hasn't whipped one up but maybe it's just because that is so future technology that uh, he hasn't cracked the code yet but I would be shocked if we don't see a flash ring coming. Uh, suit no
1: this is garbage it's got to come soon i I know this for a fact because we have plastic man on the team and plastic oh. man's suit specifically stretches and shrinks based on his uh you know configuration hey and that's so, a good point yeah yeah so there, there's 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 absolutely zero reason why once we see plastic man's like professional legit suit we can't have a flash ring
0: you know it'd be cool yeah I, I maybe this would be cool maybe not but uh you know how iron man 2 we saw like the suitcase suit Maybe the Flash has different suits. Maybe he's got like the full, you know, uh, heat resilient, uh, fat Flash, you know, all all the, you know, shocker in the thing suit. But then he has one that's more, you know, similar to the comics where it's it's just like uh, a stretchy that is kind of in case of emergency, bust open the ring.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting to see.
0: I'd I'd like to see that. Uh, We also got uh, an email in from Will, uh, your boy Will from Legends TV Talk. I'm not going to read it. Because we've already kind of talked about it, but suffice to say, Will was not a big fan of the courtroom drama. Right, I'm going to read it then. Uh, last night just sucked. <laughs> the courtroom quote
1: drama had no real bite. It felt preordained and actually a bit stupid. It shouldn't take any defense attorney more than three minutes to win this case. Number one, how'd the guy get in Barry's upper apartment? Where's the wheelchair? Why, if Barry killed him, would he uh, would he do it and then drag the corpse back to his apartment? The this man is, is supposed to be CSI a, cop in a Central CSI Central City. Will, sorry, keep going. All right. All right. He'd do better Two motive. Was there one? Three. How could they address time of death? It'd be obvious that Barry didn't do it as he was with the witnesses minutes earlier. Fact is, the writers wanted Barry in jail, so they sloppily put him there. It was trite and somewhat dumb, especially if you consider that if Jesse L. Martin brought any Law and Order fans over from his former show, they'd be used to courtroom drama. Trial of the Flash, a great comic story, was a 10 issue arc and good because it took the time to let it breathe and the news could tighten around Barry's throat. I get that they didn't want a prolonged trial but it seems like the writers just got lazy. Just my two cents. Love the show and listen to Legends. <laughs> see see now he's going right, to yeah, yeah. Love the show and I plug my podcast. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> no, love, love the show. No, seriously, listen to listen to Legends TV Talk because it's awesome and we're coming back in uh, in February. Uh, but thanks, Will, the thrill. Trash, Will trash on it. a I, Flash
0: I, episode and then say, oh, by the way, come check out my podcast over at Legends, no, of, because
1: Legends, Legends of Tomorrow is the greatest DC TV show in history. It is quite fun.
0: Um, no. All right. So here's here's what I would say to that. And I think you, you've helped me actually understand this, Will. So thank you for that. The reason why they didn't have all that excellent CSI information is because it was the forensic scientist that was on trial. So nobody's there to do all that kind of super uh, police sciencey stuff. It would normally be Barry Allen. They don't have a backup, so there you so, go. And Malfoy, I don't. Who knows where Malfoy is? So I mean, like you know, they they don't have any. They don't. They don't have. They don't have forensic scientists. I guess not. Sh- shoddy work for sure, but shoddy work on the part of the lawyers, not the writers. I loved this episode. I I I really did. I understand what you're saying, and I understand. Like it is. It is. You know. For for those that are really into courtroom drama type shows, I can understand why this may be let people down. But I All right, man. On iTunes, we also got in a review from Mr. Doyle111. Uh, it says, best ever. Great job, fellas. I've been listening since the beginning and uh, love y'all's knowledge about the Crimson Speedster and the multiverse. Keep up the good work. Well, Mr. Doyle, thank you so much for that iTunes review and, uh, and for your kind words. Yes, very much appreciate it. Also, things that we appreciate are those of you, uh, well, you're not things, but, but the, 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 we, the, we really appreciate those of you who are able to, uh, to, to support this show over at Patreon. Now, patreon.com slash tvtalk is the place to go uh, to help make this show happen. Uh, you know, one of the the reasons why we're able to come to you every single week that there's a new episode of the Flash is uh, because of those that are making the show happen and and support supporting us and sponsoring us there. Uh, just uh, even at just a dollar an episode goes a long way to helping make the show happen. So learn more at patreon.com/slash/tv talk and uh, and yeah, make sure that you get some good quality TV talking heading your way every single week that you've got a new episode of the Flash and uh, and yeah. That is uh, that is a great way to uh, to make the show happen. A lot. Another great way to, to help out the show is by writing us an iTunes review. Head over to iTunes, write us a review at Flash TV Talk. Uh, you know, those four and five star reviews go a long way. And also, we like to read them here on the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk or our personal accounts at Ring That Bell or at The Real Bo York. But at two hundred eighty
1: characters, is it enough to express your love for our show? Feel free to email us at flash at That's podastery
0: That's p o d a s t e r y dot com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides our outro music.
1: You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach.
0: We are a member of the DC TV Talk podcast network. Very proud to be. Learn more at dctvtalk.com for all the latest and greatest of the DC TV podcasting needs. Again, that's DC TV Talk. And until next time, guys... We'll be back in a flash. It began with the forging of the great podcasts. One was given to the Flash TV Talk, the other to Supergirl TV Talk, and eventually Legends, iZombie, and the Lords of Starkville. But there was one podcast, forged in secret... From the creators of Flash and Supergirl TV Talk, there's a new show in town, Tolkien TV Talk, the podcast where three hobbits get hyped and bring you all the news about the upcoming Lord of the Rings-inspired series from Amazon Studios. Listen in as Tim, Bo, and Andrew speculate, riff, and reminisce about all things Tolkien while we anticipate the forthcoming TV series. So whether you're heading out for a night at the Prancing Pony, at home by the fire at Bag End, or gearing up to walk to Mount Doom, Give Tolkien TV Talk a listen and find it at all places where podcasts can be found. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tolkien TV Talk and learn more at TolkienTVTalk.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.